0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm
1: Cork's Red FM Today's Premier League action We have reaction to the Camogie County final as well as the Intermediate A and Premier Intermediate Final Sam Beamish fills us in on the 4 to 4th cycle We will also hear from Seamus O'Connor Pierrot of Skeena Skull Emporium Cork Basketball uh, Chairman Coleman O'Flynn And Captain Adrian O'Sullivan Tells us all about a new era for Balling Basketball And we also have reaction to Munster versus Leinster from yesterday That's all to come before 7 Welcome along to the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Leahy here with you until seven o'clock and uh, quite a packed show to bring to you. Uh, plenty of action uh, in Cork today in GAA and uh, also, uh, of course, in the Premier League, which we will start off with. Um, it is currently Tottenham 1, Newcastle 2 in the uh, Tottenham. Hotspur Stadium uh, Miguel Awnmiron scored an unbelievable goal for Newcastle to put them 2-0 up after a very controversial first goal which I think was correct to stand in the end um, a lot of people felt that uh, Lloris was impeded by Wilson but I think it was a bit of a coming together and uh, it's uh, no harm to see the goalkeepers having to pay for uh, a mistake for once as well but uh, yeah Tottenham did pull back uh, a goal though through Harry Kane let's hear about it from Guy Swindles
2: Newcastle 2 Spurs are back in it and guess who's got them there Harry Kane it was a good corner taken from the left hand side the ball cleared everybody in the penalty area until it got to Kane at the far post and he outmuscled former Spur Kieran Trippier to head home there was a long check to see if the ball had flicked off a Spurs player because if it had Kane would have been offside in the end it was ruled it hadn't the goal stands and Newcastle will kick themselves for missing 2 very presentable charges before Kane scored Spurs one Newcastle two
1: yeah we'll keep an eye on that as we uh, go through the show Um, Wolves big defeat for them Steve Davis it's announced he will be the uh, Wolves manager for the rest of the season I I think Um, I was trying to find a snooker pun uh, for this Uh, the best I can do is pool they got the brush off Leicester City today 4-0 Frank Watson has this from Molyneux
2: Nil 0
3: Leicester City for booze ringing round Molyneux at the end of the game. And uh, what a game it was. Statistics prove nothing. 61% possession for Wolves. 21 shots. But they didn't really trouble Danny Ward in the Leicester goal at all. Leicester, on the other hand, just five shots, four goals. Great finish from uh, Tielemans for the first. Barnes, Madison, and Vardy getting off the mark for the season with the others. Leicester off the bottom them. Tremendous away performance, soaked up a lot of Wolves pressure, hit them clinically on the break, it finished
1: Wolves 0 Leicester City 4. Huge, huge win for Brendan Rogers um, because uh, I think a lot of people might have heard about uh, it. Happened, uh, yeah. It was Leicester City had to stop uh, doing their birthday shoutouts because uh, there was a couple of shoutouts uh, for Brendan out and uh, Zach Rogers uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I think uh, I think Rodgers might be a bit safe now after that if they can kick on and stay out and above of the relegation zone. Um, Arsenal, what a chance missed for them! Uh, real bogey. Um, they dropped two points away to Southampton. Finish 1-0. Richard Newman has the full-time report from St. Mary's.
2: Arsenal
4: 1, Arsenal have dropped off it this half and they've been punished Stuart Armstrong with the equaliser
3: Mohamed el yunusi has been everywhere since the break and he was behind this one, slipping the ball through to Armstrong who finished well past Aaron Ramsdale Arsenal have wasted so many chances throughout this game and actually shortly before that goal as well and Southampton also going just
4: close as well to maybe taking the lead just now as well, Arsenal living dangerously
1: Southampton won Arsenal won we might have a, a title race uh, this season uh, I really thought the city were just going to win the league in, in February and then obviously Arsenal turned out to be the front runners here and let's face it uh, look I'm not trying to be harsh on Arsenal or anything but um, I was never really in full belief that Arsenal were going to go all the way and win the Premier League but um it's very close and tight now at the top like United are 5th I think that they're they're 8 points off Arsenal now I think after that Uh, and so that shows you they're 5th 8 points between 1st and 5th you know so uh, it's quite interesting it could be good and like points dropped for Spurs here as well like the top four and title race could be very interesting as the season goes along and the World Cup is just going to make it even more uh, probably bring up more surprises um, so uh, yeah very interesting a penny for Steven Gerrard's thoughts he had to uh, well I'm not sure if you watched the game or not but his uh, old uh, employers Aston Villa had a massive win at home to Brentford Tom Ross has the full time update from Villa Park
2: Aston Villa 4, Brentford 0, a blistering opening 15 minutes over the race into a 3-0 lead thanks to two goals from Danny Ings and one from Leon Bailey. It could and should have been more but for Brentford keeper David Rea, who made wonderful saves from Watkins twice and Ings. World-class save. Second half, not quite the intensity but Ollie Watkins made it four. First denied by the keeper then the post before smashing the all into the net with his third attempt. Mbwemo missed an open goal for Brentford which sums up their day. Aston
1: Brentford, Brentford, such a strange team, like, you know, beat United 4 0, start of the season, got a very uh, good draw against Chelsea midweek. And then they lose 4-0 to Aston Villa But uh, yeah, the shackles well and truly off To bring out all of the cliches um, After a manager gets sacked Uh, But yeah, it's it's, it's quite funny, to be fair Um, Okay, elsewhere Fulham are having a whopper of a season I think they're 7th in the table Um, What a start to them I mean, safety pretty much assured already uh, As a newly promoted club Which is, you know, that's exactly what you want They defeated Leeds Here is Peter Smith Leeds to
2: Fulham three and Leeds early commitment was rewarded when Rodrigo headed into the far post after Harrison shot deflected up into the air. Fulham leveled when Mitrovic glanced into Pereira corner. Numerous Leeds chances came and went after the break before decked over. Reed headed in Pereira's cross to put Fulham ahead. A lead stretch when Williams steered in Reed's inviting cap
1: back from the byline. Somerville pull one back for Leeds in stoppage time, too little too late. Leeds to Fulham three. Jesse Marsh could be the next Premier League manager with his head on the block. He's under pressure now, uh, definitely. Um, But yeah, Fulham, unbelievable uh, start to the season from them. Right, uh, let's start uh, getting into all of the uh, action from today, we're going to start off with the Camogie um, Castle Road, of course, the venue where Shandoon pulled off a victory over Sarsfields. Um, the final score, two sixteen to one seventeen, a two point win. sounded like a fantastic game um, at Castle Road. But uh, Shandoon were the victors. Here is Amy O'Connor. Amy, congrats on the win. Just how did you feel in this moment in time?
5: Uh, Jesus, relief is the, it's the word I use now. I, I thought the whistle was never going to go. And she stars put it up to us there in the second half. They were exceptional, and they are an exceptional team. And they'll be there or thereabouts for the next probably five or six years with the, the quality of players that they have in their dressing room. And you know, they're full of speed, which I love. And I like, love watching them play. They're so exciting. They play play with such a fearlessness. And that was something I actually commented on our group in, uh, during our training session during the week. Like, we need to be careful because while they're young, when you're young, you just play with the tackles off. and that's exactly what they did and they're a great team and I've no doubt I'll be seeing them in a couple of years time lifting that trophy so fair play to them huge credit.
6: Yeah particularly in the second half when you got the second goal it looked like you were seven <laughs> points clear then it looked like it was all over but then they came straight back and
5: Yeah so. yeah I kinda when I scored the second goal I was I was kind of saying geez we're seven points up now but with a team with that much speed and that much quality you're never really out the gap. Um and unfortunately Black Rock saw they, that as well yesterday in their own game against Saha Bullock but I knew we'd be under savage pressure throughout the entire day here and I think a lot of people probably would have underestimated Stars, probably wouldn't have been expecting their, them there in the final, but it's actually something I predicted at Starty. I predicted they'd be there. So I knew that even coming down the home stretch, we'd be tired with the girls playing yesterday and stuff. So um, I knew that they'd have the legs, so we were under savage pressure.
6: Yeah, out of the two goals, which one was your favourite
5: then? Uh, probably the first one. <laughs> 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 yeah, just like uh, Molly is such an exceptional keeper, and we always say that if All Stars or Player of the Years was going to be given out at training sessions, at our quack training sessions, Molly would be hurler of the year all day long because she saves many of them so I knew coming down here today that I'd have to have um, a good bit of quality in my striking to, to beat her And uh, so she's an exceptional keeper but yeah thankfully it went in today
6: yeah was it, it was it 2-8 we finished with in the end this thing was around that was oh, it oh yeah I have no sure. idea
5: <laughs> I'm not sure but we won anyway and that's the main thing
6: yeah and there's nearly a hat-trick as well you player maybe you...
5: I'm claiming that that definitely got a touch I thought oh, it was 45 yeah. myself <laughs> but yeah look we won and that's the main thing I won't even worry about the score I don't even know what the score was but um, yeah please God And no. um, we'll enjoy the next two days and you know take a break and then head back in with Cork please God if i given that opportunity
6: yeah absolutely and just in terms of what it means to yourself personally to win with this uh, with this division and obviously back to back now as well
5: yeah look if you asked me two years ago if I'd have a senior to medal I would have laughed in your face um, just because it's not it's looking like it's not possible at my club um, in my playing time anyway and I don't mean to sound negative there but it's just kind of the reality of it um, but thankfully we got together I said it already, we have an exceptional group of players available to us with the likes of Blackrock, and um, you know, especially during the intermediate final and we could lose a couple of them girls now because they'll end up, if they beat a Bullock going up senior, um, so we might as well enjoy this because we never know when we'll have an exceptional bunch of players again available to us, so yeah, we'll just enjoy it and there's a great group of players there.
6: Yeah, just finally, say, Trevor said good teams win one county, but great teams say win two and obviously you've done back-to-back now, so. but obviously everything that you've achieved in the sport, where does this rank?
5: yeah obviously look if you said to me at the start of the year would i rather win a club championship or a, a divisional championship i probably would have said the club championship you know but obviously i'm, I'm really pleased to, to have won this and as i said if you asked me two years ago if i'd have a county medal i would have laughed in your face of something i never thought was possible so i'm so grateful to be given this opportunity definitely
6: perfect congrats and man player of the match award oh, well deserved oh i don't know what <laughs> what you got
1: that that right. it <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> no worries, sorry if i ruined the surprise there
5: not at all thanks very much well. thanks,
1: thanks very much Andrew Horgan there with uh, Amy O'Connor of course uh, member of the Shandoon Komogi team who were successful against Sarsfields in the county final today here is selector Trevor Coleman with Andrew first of all Trevor congrats on Rayne. how does it feel
7: ah it's absolutely brilliant oh I can't I can't put it to the at the moment how I feel about those goals. I spoke about it all week time. I spoke to them we spoke in the dressing room it's all about them it's not about me it's all about my management team it's all about look, their families at the end of the day everyone says it's about going out and doing it for your families doing it for your club. It's not it's going to do it for yourself first and more of us, and that's what them goals did today. They, went down, they did it for themselves, and it's them that get the medals at the end of the day, not me and not, not their families. But look how fam- their families will be have massive, massive pride in them goals tonight. And look, all we can say is look, a lot of people don't want us there. We're there, we're there on merit. We won the county last year, we retained it this year. I said to them goals in the Dresden beforehand good teams win counties, great teams retain counties, and that's what they are now. They're a great bunch of goals, and I can't help but have admiration for
6: them. Just in terms of the match itself, it was great obviously to watch myself as a neutral. Like those there, uh, the manager on the sidelines. Yeah,
7: it was absolutely brutal to watch. You know what I mean? I don't know why I put myself through this, to be honest. I, I, I'm so nervous on build ups to games, I'm so nervous during games. Look, but again, this is what you do for to try and get these results. And you, you put your hat in your line for these goals, okay, to be fair. You know what I mean? And that's all we can do is put our best foot forward. And that's what we did today. Those goals go back to the club now seen Senior County medals. They go back. To hopefully, Black Rock will win the county next week. Unfortunately, we won't have them uh, next year, but that's what it's all about. We want the clubs winning at all costs. So we'll wait and see. It
6: it like in the second half you were going to be winning comfortably when Amy O'Connor got the goal, but then in fairness to came back when they were seven points down to level. Uh, and They never went away.
7: And to be fair, I thought it was all over. I thought look, with the games yesterday, the amount of games our goals are playing all year, the heavy conditions, I honestly thought we were we were. Uh, but these girls have answered our critics over and beyond for the last two, two years, three years now I'm with them. So uh, I knew that they wouldn't go down dying, and that's what, exactly what they did, which got them over the line.
6: And just on Amy, you suppose you were kind of running out of words somewhere, up at up two eight today, I think, in the player of the match
7: as well. Uh, uh, it's Amy is a massive massive player for Cork for and for Shandoon and for our club Vincents but look there's just we uh, to my, in my attitude there's 15 Amy's out there there's another uh, 17 Amy's on the bench and uh, Amy will tell you that herself it's not just about her the ball has to get into her frame to perform but she's an exceptional talent I was surprised South left a 1-1 one one for the first half again which played into our hands as morning but look to be fair they did fate in their team as well which you have to as a management team and look Sal's are a young team they'll be back around the place no doubt and look they'll be around for a couple of years
6: yep interesting one you kind of mentioned at the start but what does this mean so, for the division obviously, to retain it and...
7: ah, look you can see by the goals attitude over there it's absolutely huge some of them goals might never to one play senior I hate saying that but they might never to one play senior with their clubs and this is their only outlet to play senior and they deserve
1: everything they get perfect I'll let you enjoy the celebration yeah, thanks William <laughs> great stuff there Trevor Coleman of Shandoon with um, Andrew Horgan after their win in the Camogie County Final now two huge County Finals in Porky Cueve let's start off with the Premier Intermediate County Final and it's Cantorque who are the champions uh, huge huge victory for Turk, and uh, they defeated Bantry Blues 3-11 to one ten. Uh, Bantry Blues died with their boots on certainly anyway um, but uh, yeah huge for on the rise, of course seen, uh, Premier Senior as well in the this year um obviously massive Walsh contingent in the in the Kanturk team. Let's hear from uh, a, a former uh, Cork jewel star, of course, uh Aiden, well still a jewel star, certainly on the club scene and for uh, former member of uh, the Cork uh, inter-county panel, Aidan Walsh on the uh, on CanTurk's huge, huge win in the Premier Intermediate final. Aidan Walsh <laughs> congratulations Premier
4: Intermediate County Champion Senior A Football next year a dual, uh, dual senior club has
8: that even sunk in yet oh yeah I didn't even think of that uh, yeah Jesus such relief uh, yeah we, there's been a lot of hurt there the last uh, two years two and a half years yeah um. We, we we didn't perform the last two finals, and that was the most disappointing thing. So the big aim today was just to perform, to be honest. With you. And like even going through the game, I don't think we even performed our our, our potential today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just, we just took our chances, or we didn't even take our chances a lot of time. But we got enough things we got over the, to get us over the line, and just pure relief. Just the, the clock couldn't go down fast enough there at times. But uh, yeah, no, just it's just delighted. I'm just delighted for the group because. Like that, you know, to, um, myself, Lacan and John, we started this journey when were Junior, and they then won a, a Junior Championship, the Duhallow Junior Championship in 50 years, and to, to be up Senior you now, like he's just brilliant. Like it's to, to be a, a dual Senior club is just fantastic, and you know, I suppose when you start off, when you start anything in life, you always want to try and leave us uh, in a better place when you got it and you know, that's what we're, that's all we're trying to do you now is just keep pushing, keep pushing as hard as we can because the years aren't be long going, and so you know, we're just delighted we're keeping back to the uh, that's our sixth county in, in six win in um, six county win in uh, eleven years, and it's just brilliant.
4: You know, Rory Deen, Dean very well. You know, Bantry Blues very well. How tough an opponent were they today? Uh, we always knew them.
8: Yeah, we always knew they were going to they were going to come at everything. Like especially after being um, they came down from senior last year. They, they they're a big club, um, a pro club, and they're football, live and breathe football. So we knew they were going to come at us. But we know ourselves. We started the game plan. And it was very it was similar to Kilimatic game. I know they were, they'd come at everything. Everything at us, and we just kept in it, kept in it, and in the second half it showed that we were just a bit fitter and a bit, bit, bit uh, we just a bit more quality. And uh, thanks for the God, it just came, came up then in the end. Listen, congratulations on the Monster
1: Championship. All the best next year, and senior, and thank you. Thank you. Thanks. For it. It. Yeah, Ed Walsh there with Ger McCarthy, of course, who was at Parky Qui for us Ger also spoke to Alan Walsh. Alan Wallace, congratulations, Premier Intermediate Football County Champion. How does that sound?
9: Just, she's over the moon now. You know, after two tough years, just back to back, just, just, just
4: thrilled.
9: Not, just yeah. thrilled, over the moon, yeah.
4: How tough were Bantry today? I mean, you got an early goal and put them on the back foot, but they kept coming back at you.
9: Yeah, we always knew how tough they are. We did a lot of research on them. Jesus, yeah, they're, they're a fierce, tough side. There's no, no say die in them, and we, we always knew, really. We knew how hard they would be.
4: As a dual club, did it help when the hurling was over and done with? You had a bit of a clear run of the football? Yeah, I did a small bit, of right, yeah. But uh, we're used to, to both hurling and football, hurling football,
9: so nice to just stay on the football path now and just, just please God, who knows where, we can finish up here
4: now. Yeah, you got a monster championship to look forward to. I know you're not thinking of that necessarily tonight, but there's lots of senior A next year at Jules Senior Club. How does that sound?
9: <laughs> I don't know. If you asked me that when I was 10 years old, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I'd say you mad, but crazy madness. Over the
4: moon. And a lot of Walsh is on the team. Lovely for the whole family. Everybody celebrate this together now.
9: Yeah, geez, it's madness, really. But yeah, words can't describe. <laughs> Crazy.
1: Okay, I'll let you go. Listen, thanks. thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks, Alan. Great stuff there, uh, Alan Walsh, I'd say. Small bit caught up in it all uh, after the game there with Ger McCarthy, And uh, the final Walsh that Ger spoke to was Ian.
4: I'm here with uh, Ian Walsh from uh, the victorious Cantor Premier Intermediate County final winning team first of all congratulations how um, home were those goals today Ian? Jesus uh, so important I suppose we're not really um, a team for
10: goals over the years or, or this year it was like morally- focus on points but you know it just seemed to open up as we were going along today and uh, we have big runners strong strong men and uh, we just win first well goals came first today that early goal put you on the front foot as well It was a big bonus wasn't it yeah yeah big bonus and I think um, in all of Bantry's wins this year they started really well and they, when, once they got ahead it was very hard to uh, to get back at them, but uh, we we knew that we had to have a good start today, and uh, thank God, Jesus, we got we got a goal in the start of the game.
4: He had a clear run after the hurling to get to this for home part. and Was that for a dual club like yourselves?
10: Yeah, do you know, it's funny because sometimes uh, when you're when you're playing hurling a football, it's a good break to, uh, to come away from or come away from the hurling, come away from football. So it is a bit funny, but Jesus, in fairness to Martin uh, Mazer our, our coach, he had us really drilled. He didn't leave any stone manage Manager team, and and um, thank God we got look we got orderly.
4: Talk to me about Mazer and Martin. He's Influence along with the whole backroom team this year?
10: Yeah, Jesus and Fairness, uh, the boys uh, are unreal. Um, I don't think uh, Martin or Padraig or Kieran or any of the boys uh, got any sleep this week. <laughs> um, they just live and breathe it and uh, they would do anything for us to get to get over the line and they just love it and especially James Condon as well. I forgot to mention him and Park O'Connell but um, yeah, we're just delighted for them to do it for them.
4: Just finally, Munster Champs to look forward to. It. I don't I think about that tonight necessarily, but senior A next year.
10: Yeah, geez, we're, uh, We we uh, we the ones to find out to look forward to it in a couple of weeks. It, hopefully, it'll shorten the winter a small bit for us. And uh, yeah, senior next year looks as great to be senior in both hurling football. It's a it's a dream come true, and we'll look just push on again next year. But we'll enjoy it this week anyway. First,
1: congratulations. Thanks very much. Cheers. To you yeah Cantor do go on to the Munster Championship of course the Munster Intermediate Club Championship they play Kildyshirt in the quarterfinals. finals um, of Clare and uh, and the winners of that game go on to face uh, whatever team comes out of Kerry uh, so um, yeah a lot to look forward to and John McCarthy also spoke to Can-Turk man manager Podge Cairns Podge Cairns first
4: of all congratulations a fanta- fantastic victory for you but um, One thing I think uh, You'd be very appreciative of Is the three goals And the way he scored Those three goals They were really well crafted
11: Yeah they were really well crafted I suppose Look at um, Ryan Welch It was a doubt to start And we started in full forward. The first ball he got He put it in the net So that was a dream start And um Ian got a goal and that we were, they were coming back into the time they got the goal and it us up to five points we it was two points that and not come into the game so yeah look the goals win the games and we, we got them at the right time um, Home Barton was it that you had a clear run to the football final this year that the hurling was over and done with or did it matter because you're so used to playing both you could say it didn't matter but um, it's a dual club and the dual club is, works off each other and like um, the middle of the game really started to kick off our year because that was a massive win for the hurlers and like mid, 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 middle were supposed to be going to have favourites for the country, Hurling, we we turned them over, and that was that was kicked start to our How oh good were Bantry today? Because they kept coming back at you They're a young team, and they never gave up. Look, Bantry, Bantry, are a good team, traditional team. They're always up senior. Um, Rory D and all them, they, they, they played a mighty game. They, 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 they give us a good, good bad, bad, bad headaches at times. Look, Bantry, or a senior club. And when they come down, relegated from senior, you, 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 will, be, you will be hoping to, to to have win the Premier League. And um, just finally, what will this do? What boost will this? Whatever about a
4: Munster Championship? Whatever about playing senior A next year? What will it do for this group of players playing at a higher grade next year?
11: Yeah, look, they, whatever well, they'll do, they'll give them memories for the rest of their life. they won a the county final in, in Parkyke even on Sunday? That's best memories, and that's what it's all about. That's the boost you get, and the drives you want to make you feel better than sometimes as Europe probably or you really are. Look, it's all about winning. Next year is next year, and we'll worry about next year next year.
1: Congratulations, well done, Antoine. Thank you. Yeah, serious going as uh, as Aidan Walsh said uh, earlier on there when he was speaking to Jeremy McCarthy. Six county championships in eleven years across both codes is very impressive going um, so yeah absolutely incredible stuff congratulations to and uh, commiserations to Bantry Blues I'm sure uh, they will be back again uh, now uh, coming up to full time or is it full time nearly at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium it is full time at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium And it has not been a good week for Spurs. They have uh, lost midweek to United 2-0. They barely kicked the ball in anger at Old Trafford. And now they've lost again back-to-back defeats 2-1 at home to Newcastle. Huge win for Newcastle as they continue to uh, improve. and. Join the uh, join the the big boys at the, at the uh, higher end of the table. We'll get a full time report on that in a couple of minutes time. Now, before the Premier Intermediate Final, of course, we had the Intermediate A uh, football county final, and it was Kilshannig who were victorious. They beat Ahobulog one sixteen to ten points um, in the decider. Killian O'Hanlon was the Kilshannig captain. He's here with John McCarthy.
4: Killian O'Hanlon, winning captain and intermediate Day football county champion. How does that sound? First of all, oh, unreal. Uh, this was a relief more than anything. I suppose we've been
12: kind of getting to the last stages, the last couple of years. You know, we knew we'd, we had a good team, and you know, it was just about kind of coming together and clicking. You know, it wasn't kind of happening for us at the start of the year. There, at the start of the championship and towards the league, and we were kind of wondering what was what was going on. There was a lot of choppy and change in the team, but thankfully, you know, we've kind of hit a, hit a bit of form there in the last couple of weeks and yeah, played well again today. You no, know, thank.
4: Yeah, I said to Jerk Creed, I remember the day you beat Gabriel Rangers in a very, very tough, horrible weather, wet thunder and lightning, and it didn't look, you know, you needed to win that day, when the backs were against the wall. was that the turning point?
12: Definitely, yeah. Uh, um, I think we found out a lot about ourselves there in those couple of weeks. Um, I suppose we were maybe a bit laxed going into the, the second group game, the Adrigal game, and, you know, they gave us a fair clip game, and, and you know, it was an eye-opener, and we kind of had to sit down and know trash it out and um, to be like we lost hurling game around the same time as well like so we were kind of looking at an early end to the year but as I say you know that game was there was a lot of nervousness so that game as well like and it was just kind of about getting over the line some way
4: and that's what we did like and you know we kind of kicked definitely kind of kicked on from there. Really good composed performance all the way through today I mean the goal Tom Cunningham's goal like he's the paparazzi are dating with him there at the moment but he'd be living off that for a while some finish by him but just all the way through the match not just the goal you were really in control. Yeah. Um, I suppose we kind of had a few hairy
12: moments there at the start. Or towards the towards the end of the first half we were only what they were back to two points and we kinda of had a good few turnovers and stuff there together and you know kinda of half time came at a good a good time like we came in, you know, composed ourselves and kicked on again start of the second half like but to be fair we've we've a fairly balanced team and you know, all fellas loads of fellas stepped up to be fair like
4: and from you personally, like what does it mean? Like with, your, with the lads that you've you've known and trained with all along, like I mean, you know, you were the figurehead in the middle of the park, even though maybe didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. But like uh, this particular performance today shows that you're you're capable of kicking on. Now it's one thing to win the intermediate day, but it's another thing to build on it. But you certainly seem to have the foundation to do that. Definitely, um, I think you know when
12: we won the the junior there. Look, we'd we'd kind of ambitions of kicking on, and I suppose we beat Leary in a semi final at the junior that um, in nineteen and. They went on then won the junior junior the year after, won the intermediate and you know we to we had to learn a few things the hard way, we had to you know get our hearts handed to us in a few games there and um but to be fair again, I think at the start I knew something was different there at the start of the year, you know. That that, that Mitchell Song game last year stung fellas and you know fellas really put, put the shoulder to the wheel and put in a good winter and stuff and um you know
4: it was all worthwhile now at the end thankfully. It certainly was. Killian, congratulations on winning the Intermediate A
1: Football Championship and enjoy the celebrations. We'll try, you know. <laughs> Cheers, man. Killian O'Hanlon, um, the Kilchennegg captain there with Joe McCarthy after their win in the Intermediate A final. Here's Joe Creeden, the Kilchennegg manager. First of all, congratulations! Uh,
4: your team's performance really, really comprehensive today, and that goal really sealed it. It did. It did. Look, it was, it was
13: a Titanic battle against A uh, tremendous team, unbeaten all year. So we knew we had a big battle ahead of us today. Like so, um, look, our boys dug deep. We're delighted. Boys like, early gone, but we're delighted. We're thrilled, and they're a great bunch of young fellas. So hard luck to take credit you to us, and you know, yeah, we've been knocking on the, on the door for a bit for this, like. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long ago you were taking on Gabriel Rangers in a group game that you couldn't lose. By God, have you bounced back since then? that's right I spoke to him it was the turning point of a year we faced defeat straight in the eye and, and we turned around we got it we got out we were all of the competition at full time and, and we knuckled it out. we've used that all year and as I say tremendous bunch of young fellas we're really really happy tonight very very proud Kishanigman. great support great crowd and you know today is ours
4: thanks be to God and just finally what springboard is this going to mean for your club for the younger players in your club
13: you can see in the stands we have a huge a huge uh, juvenile club they all coming they're looking up to these guys these guys are heroes um, you know we're back into hurling next week it, it, one is feeding the, the next and look success doesn't come around that often it was 88 was the last time I was a part of that panel but it's a long long time ago and I have two sons on, on, on the panel today and it's just tremendous we're, we're so proud, we're so happy and they're the greatest bunch of young fellas I've ever trained but I had the pleasure of coaching so we're really really thrilled so listen, you know, listen today's our day and we're delighted congratulations appreciate for a you, big revenge appreciate everything and thank you very much thank you
1: Great stuff there. Jörg Creedon, the Kilshanig manager, after they won the Intermediate, a final um, congratulations to uh, Bullock. And uh, congrats to Kilshanig, and uh hope you enjoy the celebrations. All right, as I said, full-time at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Guy Swindles has the full-time report.
2: Spurs one, Newcastle two and Newcastle into the top four after a mightily impressive victory. They rode their luck a little early on as Spurs played really well but once Wilson had scored in slightly controversial circumstances as he and Larice did a chest bump, Lloris went down Wilson scored then Armiron took advantage of some poor defending to put the visitors two up at the break. They had chances in the second half too but once Kane had got one back for Spurs you were expecting the tidal wave to come towards Newcastle and Newcastle coped
1: brilliantly The finish Spurs 1 Newcastle 2 now um, let's finish up our uh, Gaelic Games uh, uh, I suppose uh, a section with uh, so much going on let's uh, wrap it up by uh, looking at the Skeena Skull of course the Allianz Skeena Skull football finals get underway in Parky Queeve tomorrow uh, the first of two weeks of finals at the venue Seamus O'Connor is the PRO of Skeena Skull and Rory has been speaking to him about the games well, it's that time of year where it's uh, Skiing the Skull
3: finals time, a very, very exciting time for schools is the Alliance Skiing the Skull and a massive week this week. Football finals getting underway tomorrow, Monday. For more on it, joined by our good friend Skiing Skull PRO, Mr Seamus O'Connor. Seamus, how are you, sir?
14: Rory, how are you and thanks for taking the time to interview me
3: Yeah, thanks very much indeed Seamus Um, As you know it's it's such a hectic time when the Golf Finals time rolls around like it has this week but I'd imagine it's a, a very, very enjoyable time at the same time as well
14: it is. We're 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 tremendously proud of I suppose we, we got our finals off we spoke last June and we got our hurling finals off the ground last June and it was a tremendous success and I think that, that success has only added to the football excitement this year. We've had a massive turnout from, from schools. We have thirty one finals, which is our largest amount of finals in, in one session ever. Um and it's a tribute to to be fair to the clubs and the parents and the schools themselves that during the COVID period and since they come out of it, like there's been a major reset in relation to you know how, how clubs do their business with their juvenile sections and so on and so forth and you can see that coming through now at, at school level like the competitive level within the, the league format this year has been tremendous we haven't had it you know normally you'd have a couple of one-sided games and so forth but this year every group has been very competitive all the way up to the semi-final stages last week so um, we're very privileged also the fact that this is the first year where we couldn't release our fixtures properly until this week because we were waiting for semi-finals and finals to be played off but again it's just it's just an illustration of the excitement and the calibre of the games that were played
3: Yeah and as you mentioned Seamus like the last couple of times that we've spoken for the show like you've been massively affected by Covid this is the, the first year in a while you've had a clear run of it which just must have been just a massive massive boost to you all
14: It has, and schools have been really supportive. I think, you know, the the shackles have been taken off in relation to even the amount of children that you could bring to games. I suppose, you know, last year when we restarted in March, the squads were a bit smaller so we couldn't bring as many children as we wanted to, whereas this year, look, everybody has been able to bring a full squad of players and schools have been hugely creative in relation to playing off their matches and then playing some extra time at the end so that everybody gets a game and you know, it's a huge illustration of how important these games are to school communities. And again, to emphasise you know, with 31 finals, you've over 50 schools involved. Um, some schools are playing two with boys and girls teams and that's fair, but um, in, to have such a spread of schools from across the county, we have schools playing in this from Barry Row on one side of the county all the way back to you in the other side. So um, I, it's a credit to the schools that they're able to devote the time as well because, you know, each school had a minimum of five matches to play and then may have had a semi-final. So um, they've all used their squads and you put training into it as well. You know, it just shows how important the of skull game are in the in the academic calendar?
3: Yeah, and seventeen games coming up uh, in Parky Creeve this week. Even, this week, uh, it must be just a, a logistical nightmare getting it all organised.
14: It, it, it really is, and I mean, I think anybody who's involved with organising blitzes just on a Saturday, imagine doing that for eight days in a row, and that's the fact. The task we've been faced with. Um, look, we start on the twenty fourth of October, the twenty fourth to the twenty seventh. We're hugely privileged that Parky Creeve has been given to us. So, in all honesty, the fact that we've won base once normally. We as you know, we play out of Parky Ring and Parky Creeve. The fact that we have one venue um, makes it logistically easier for us because all of our equipment, all of our, our stewards and everything is based in one, one area. So, And obviously, I mean, you know, we're very privileged again to be able to expose the children to such a fantastic and phenomenal facility. So we're appreciative of the county board supported us that way. But even outside of that, to have on the first four days, we have 16, uh, 17 matches actually, Rory, um, four a day. So when you can consider you have to have... We have to bring in referees, schools you generally use teachers, so schools have to release them. We also have to release stewards, so we're getting a huge amount of cooperation from our schools as well. You know, you could have up to 4,000 children plus another 2,000 attendees each day, so to turn that over each day for eight days is is, is quite a task. But look, we're very proud to be able to do it. Um, and again, just to recognize that we are streaming the games live on our YouTube channel again this year so if anybody can't get to it for whatever reason or you just like to flick in if you half an hour I would definitely advise looking up uh, Shagina Skull on YouTube because the, the quality of the games is really it, it's well worth looking at both in the boys and the girls matches
3: Yeah like Seamus and you touched on it there I mean like playing in Porky Cueve has a massive effect on kids I remember being at Porky Cueve in my school many years ago and the effect it had on me and playing at the, the home ground of Courtier it helps inspire the next generation
14: yeah, it really does. I think the current executive um, absolutely recognised the value of our games and, and recognise even to bring certain children who <clears throat> <may clears throat> always remember some of our children may not be playing with the club directly. <clears throat> and if they if they have success with their school, that they, they will translate and move over and play with their club afterwards. Um, and just to facilitate the amount of families to come into Park Equive and they kind of have the place themselves, which is brilliant, which gives them a chance to soak up the atmosphere, even down to the condition of the field at the minute, as, as you know, Rory, is, is absolutely absolutely one of the best fields in the country at the minute and for the children to play on such a facility and then use the dressing room afterwards, it's something that they'll never forget. And also bear in mind if you follow our social media or the social media of the schools involved, like the pictures that come out of it are absolutely tremendous um, and it's just in an overall capacity, like you've small areas like Ballantotus, Tautus, you can be sure that they're not only will the, the, the direct school community but the entire village will come as well. So look it, it is, it's it's something that if you haven't been part of it before or if you haven't, if you weren't aware of the games, if anybody's involved in sport at all, it is well worth coming to Parkie any of the days just to have a look and to, to, to to soak up the atmosphere
3: Well there are 17 games taking place uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday starting at 10am down in Porky Cueve uh, the Allianz-Skeena-Skull football finals Seamus, as always a pleasure thanks for talking to us on the Big Red Bench today
14: Thanks Rory and thanks again for the support we really appreciate it
1: Yeah, best of luck to all the teams involved over the next week in the Skeena-Skull finals we're talking cycling and basketball after the break
0: The Big Red Bench yeah. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM
1: You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock. Let's talk cycling The annual Fort Fort race takes place next weekend with four different distances on offer and all for a good cause For more on it, Rory has been speaking to Sam Beamish, one of the founders of the event
3: All right, the annual 4 to 4 charity cycle takes place next Saturday, 29th of October. It's always a a massive event and it's all done in aid of some fantastic charities as well. To talk to us more about it, I'm joined by Sam Beamish from the Organising Committee. Sam, how are you, sir?
15: Good, Rory. Good. Looking forward to next Saturday. Weather looks to be favourable enough. We've got four different routes. 40 KM is a route ring as far as Monkstown coffee stop at uh, Hazelhurst the studios 60km uh, runs as far as Bramley Lodge and carry Tool, 85km uh, runs as far as Middleton and back to Bramley Lodge, the food stop there and the 120km goes all the way around the harbour um, starting at Fort Camden at 915 and um, goes right down as far as Whitegate back for a food stop at Bramley Lodge and back over the ferry back to Fort Camden
3: Sam, tell us how long like the Fort Fort has been running. Give us a bit of the history of the event.
15: Um, I'm the founder member. It started in uh, 2012. We've been running for eight years. We've had about 5,000 cyclists participated to date. Last year, we had 622, ranging from 14 counties from Antrim to Kerry. And we've raised over 335,000 euro for local charities. The Mercy Hospital Foundation for their cancer care centre would be the main beneficiary. Four Lions Clubs involved around the harbour, they all benefit for their own charities and Camden Fort Mar Restoration Fund down in Crosshaven is the other beneficiary.
3: Yeah, fantastic stuff indeed. I'd imagine over the last couple of years it's been kind of difficult and stuff with COVID, has it? Yeah,
15: our event this year is in October and was in October October last year because of COVID but we were blown away with the success we had last year so we decided to stick to October albeit at the bank holiday weekend is slightly a week later we're starting at 9.15 because we're concerned about light but the forecast, the weather forecast looks to be reasonable it's an all- all- autumnal weather but it looks good
3: <laughs> and four routes as well so I mean like as you mentioned there's a 40k, 60k and 85k, 120k so it's kind of open to cyclists of all abilities really Absolutely, I mean the 40k we brought in a couple of years ago we called it the coach to 40k it runs, it
15: starts off obviously in Camden, runs down the hill into Crosshaven and it's basically, it's a flat cycle so, you know, anybody who's out there who does any bit of cycling will be well able for it
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah and uh, how many, like, are you expecting uh, this weekend, it's always a very successful event so there's going to be plenty of cyclists out on the road on Saturday
15: Yeah, well we'd encourage people to to register beforehand if at all possible makes it a lot easier for us to organise we have a check-in in in the Radisson Blue Hotel in Little Island from 4 to 8 on Friday night for those who might want to come early and get checked in and get registered and then on the morning of the event we will take entries from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock
3: and for the longer routes as well Millie, you've got a food stop uh, at Bramley Lodge as well which uh, I'd imagine is a welcome sight for uh, the, the cyclists doing the longer runs
15: yeah the, the the guys on the 120 actually have two foodstuffs. We've got one in Operada, which is uh, basically water, bananas, and and, and some nu- nutritious bites, and in uh, um, 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 a better. Uh, a bigger uh, event in in Bramley we we have a fantastic relationship there with Finn McCarney who runs the, that operation and we've been there for years it runs very successfully
3: Yeah and you mentioned the charity aspect of it as well Sam you've raised so much money over the last uh, 10 years so I'd imagine this year's not going to be any different
15: it's not how, and we're blessed, Rory, that we, we we have twenty sponsors on board as well, and they cover an awful lot of the costs, which means that we can give more money to the, to the local charities. I mean, the the Mercy Cancer Care Centre is a huge project; uh, they're looking to transform uh, property on Dyke Parade. It's costing probably around two point four million, and they've raised one point three five to date. So, any money that we can give towards that project it'll be well appreciated they're putting in a, a psycho-oncology service there as well and it's it's a facility it's a quiet and a safe place for patients and their families to access increasingly necessary range of services
3: mm. just looking at your press release here sam and um, jim has quoted a talk about orla flavin who talked to me a little bit about orla and i suppose the impact that she had
15: oh we were we we're devastated we lost orla or, orla would be our, our regional chairperson in in the lions organization and she operates her fort to fort Facebook for a long number of years. I did two international events for Fort to Fort as well and Waller would have been fully supportive of me and those so uh, you know we, we we'll be saying a prayer for her on the day. She she was a huge help. She turned up last year even though she wasn't feeling that well done and Bramley to give us a hand and uh, our, our
3: thoughts are with her husband mm-hmm. and family. She'll be very very sorely missed indeed. So Sam if anyone wants to take part in the Fort to Fort next weekend how do they go about it? Uh, just google for, it
15: forward and get onto the Mercy University Foundation website and you can register there straight away no problem and it's cheaper to do it now at 55 euro rather than waiting mm-hmm. for the, on the day
3: for 60 euro Sam a pleasure talking to you today very best of the luck Thank with you, everything Rory. next weekend
1: thanks for your support Rory bye now and for more information, visit Mercy West, or sorry, for more information, apologies, I don't know what got into my there. For, for more information, visit mercyhospitalfoundation.ie. Earlier this weekend, Rory was joined by Emporium Basketball Cork chairman Col- Coleman O'Flynn and captain Adrian O'Sullivan. They made it three wins out of four to continue their good start to the season. Yesterday, they beat UCD Marion. The Belling College Club have launched ambitious plans and Rory spoke to Coleman about them and to Adrian about the start
16: of their season.
3: Hi, right, Coleman. Adrian, thanks very much for coming to us uh, here on the Big Red bench.
16: No problem at all. Thanks for having us.
3: Uh, Coleman, I might start with yourself. Um, like... Balancholic Basketball has been around for quite a long time and now it's been a big rebrand uh, a big relaunch with the bid to I suppose attracting more people from the south side to attend games and
0: join the club Yeah exactly Rory like, you, you know the the club is growing the, the sport is growing and we're just trying to kind of meet that growth really and thankfully as well for our sponsors who Trader Central have been very good with us now the Emporium is growing as well so really rebranding to Emporium Cork Basketball to reflect all of that uh, you know bring in some of the, the Cork sporting culture so when we go to play the dubs it works out well for us and stick with the the heritage of the basketball as well
3: I suppose like traditionally like the best players have to go to the north side to play their basketball and you've changed that and want to continue to change that
0: yeah it's, it's amazing you now to see who's playing basketball and where we, we've players were coming into teams from McCroom from Bantry from Cove and from around the south side of Cork City so they all want to come and and play and what we can give them now is the opportunity to play at at a seriously high level in the Super League so that Mm -hmm. players can either stick with their, their home club and play all the way through or if they're on the south side they can come quite local and play at a very very high level mm. Give us some of the
3: history of the club Coleman how long have you been in, in existence I suppose and how many members do you have and all that kind of thing
0: Yeah sure so so the club is uh, formed like the mid 80s uh, 1985 and it has really um, it, it it's grown very much in the last uh, couple of years so right mm. now we're at 650 members it's boys and girls so it's about you know 48% 52% split which is great and it's at the underage it's booming at the underage we have like 40 kids trainings at 12s and 13s so that's been super and for all of our time we had played local league in the Cork league and five years ago we saw players having to move out of, of Ballincollig to play mm. and that's where we're going now with Emporium Cork basketball is give them the chance to stick with the home club and yeah. play
3: How have you managed that growth? I mean like obviously you're dealing for a lot more kids a lot more players a lot more members I mean like, how are you dealing with that in terms of I suppose facilities and resources and volunteers because you know volunteers is the hardest thing to, to help run a club
0: Yeah it's a struggle it's a great problem to have but it is a, a struggle and we're very fortunate to have really really good coaches Mm -hmm. who are more than willing to give their time to coach kids but equally coach other coaches and that allows us um, break up the big groups into smaller groups so we can work on all the skills of all the players because different people want to play basketball at different levels and if you get enough coaches into the system you can give them what they're looking for And
16: Adrian have you
3: been with the club all the way
16: up? Um, I have yeah I I suppose I was lucky I I started at a very young age Uh, my mum and dad were around the club um, and my brother started when he was about seven I'd say so he was kind of four or five and I just fell into the nursery um, and I just took off from there. Played every other sport under yeah. the sun as well but um, you know, it was just steeped within the family I suppose and um, I had a great opportunity with the club. So yeah, I was with them till I was 18, and I took off then to go to the states for a year, um, and I came back then, and our club was still quite a young club, so we had no senior team at the time. So I had a decision to make whether I was going to play elsewhere or you know go to college in the states or whatever. But I I came home and I got a scholarship to UCC, so that allowed me to play with UCC Demons. Um, so I stayed there for five years, um, and then since I've done a bit of travelling and I'm back home now, so. Mm and you represented your country as well which is just uh, yeah idea. yeah it's not it's again very lucky um the my my timing my age group uh, we've all been quite lucky so the team was senior team was gone in 2009 to about 2015 16 um, so I was kind of coming into uh, you know my early 20s and that was it was great timing um, so the whole thing got revamped and there was a bit of money put back into it and so since 2016 now I've been a member of the senior team which has been brilliant mm. um, and yeah there's nothing I prefer than, than representing Ireland
3: As you say um, you played every sport under the sun but basketball is the one that you stuck with What was it about basketball that attracted you more than say soccer um, games?
16: I it was I actually hurling was probably my close number one uh, with basketball but look I made core teams uh, with basketball and I kind of just took over the weekends and I stepped away from soccer first and then um, the, uh, our footballers in Banacalli were brilliant at the time so mm. I got to play kind of 16s up to minors and but basketball I, there was Irish teams coming along in under 16s so it was just a commitment um, and naturally took its toll My weekends were spent going up and down the country, and but if I would always say that if I happened to make a Cork minor team with the with football and hurling, maybe that would have taken over as well, you know. Um, but yeah so it was more the commitment stuff really and then kind of the boys that I was playing with in school and you know I was very lucky to play on uh, a lot of talented teams and stuff so I suppose winning Trump's all mm. then as well you know
3: <laughs> exactly yeah um, speaking of winning you've had a, a good start to the season it's early days yet but it's been a very uh, promising very solid start
16: yeah yeah no we're going well we're going well we lost no last week to, uh, to Neptune but you know that's okay it's very early in the season um, you know, we want to play. We want to learn from last year and and play our best basketball at the end of the season. So, uh, coming up to Christmas now, we're going to try and find our stride. And you know, the cup draw, we were away to three last year and. You know, there's no two ways. but it's probably the hardest place to go. You yeah. know, so we've got a little bit easier draw this year. Um, you know, that's we're not going to take anything for granted, but it's naturally a way So, you know, we're trying to get, going to make a run for that now as well, and um, yeah, just play our best basketball towards the other end of Christmas. Yeah, and UCD Marion's come this weekend uh, at home. Obviously, you want to get as many
3: people to your home court as possible to help you. To
16: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're playing UCD at four o'clock on uh, on Saturday in um, in BCS. Um, yeah very young side very different to last year but the same American but other than that very Mm -hmm. very young Um, but yeah right now Dave the the best American in the country very talented Um, so he'll be an exciting one to watch so we're looking forward to that
3: and Coleman will Ballincolly Community School be your your base going forward or are you looking for their field or how will it work
16: yeah I mean
0: thankfully with the support of the people around we're filling Ballin Community School now on a regular basis um, and we're getting lots of people asking can we Mm. get bigger facilities so we do need to go and find bigger facilities Um, I think there'll be good news to come in the near future we're working very very hard to do that and and let more people watch the games so I would say stay tuned Rory is the best (laughs) best way to describe it
3: Um, You put Ciarán O'Sullivan in as um, your head coach this season it's a big opportunity for him obviously but a big gamble for you uh, kind of a first year head coach going in and, and taking over the team
0: yeah um, I don't know what I'd say Big Campbell Kiron know knows the game better than anyone that I know for sure and equally knows the players and the players really uh, click with what Kiran is trying to do yeah. and I think as well as we've added in talent from outside, you know, um John Dawson, Jose, Jimenez coming from Spain, Kieran can fit them into the into the schemes that we play very, very quickly. Yeah. He's just got such a brain for the game. So, um yeah, it was great to have Kieran as, as coach as we were growing, but now I think Kieran can push us onto a different level again. And Adrian, what's it like for you having the brother calling the shots?
16: Um, well used to it now at this stage I suppose, but uh yeah, it's it can be it can be difficult at times I suppose, like is is he talking to me as him my coach, my brother or my teammate. Um but look it's just at the end of the day, like we all wanna win, you know, it's you just gotta think of the bigger picture. Um, I don't mind I've been coached by plenty of different people, whether it be the right or wrong way. You know, you just <laughs> I'm just I'm used to different things. Yeah. Um, I have full trust in Kiran. You know, he's he's very experienced in what he's doing. Um, and I know he puts in the homework before he comes to training. So you just you just get on with what it is. And uh, yeah, I love playing for it. I don't treat him like my brother when we're playing together. Um, or when I'm playing for him it's just that's your coach and you just mm. play the game and off the court then it's obviously completely different then like uh, yeah 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 he's still you know so the summer time often spent playing one on one and stuff like that and <laughs> you know you're still a little brother like when it comes to it <laughs> um, but no no it's great I love it he's one of my favourite people to play for and I, yeah. I hope that continues have you set targets for this season Adrian? Um, yeah I think going on what, what it was last year we want to we certainly want to get to a final or two if possible um, you know we did so well last year we probably took people by surprise uh, I wasn't surprised myself and that's not coming across as an arrogant way I was just playing right now with a lot of very talented people and Kieran and Kieran and Daniel and Fairness, to them, were brilliant last year and the club themselves are putting us in a great position for us to allow mm. us to play our best basketball um, so yeah you know everybody wants to win a trophy but being realistic I think we can make it to I'd love to make it to a national cup semi-final um, and yeah we just want to play for silverware that's always the goal
3: mm-hmm. do you set kind of personal targets then for yourself or uh, is
16: that... yeah ish I wouldn't put too much pressure on myself but you know I'm I'm one of the more experienced players in the league now so yeah you always want to be the best player in the court uh, is that realistic sometimes it is sometimes it's not uh, it's, very, it's very nice at the moment to play with John Dawson and Jose who yeah. are better basketball players than me um, and I'm playing with other couple of internationals as well, so we have a lot of experience on the team. But yeah, personally, you just want to be the best teammate and the best player possible. Um, but yeah, certainly be a leader and uh, mm. you know take a couple of games by the scruff of the neck when I need to and just lead us from the front.
3: And Coleman, looking more, I suppose, medium to long term, then what are the plans for the club?
0: Yeah, so so we definitely want to keep keep growing I think there's no denying basketball is a growing sport you know you look at it now and you see the NBA coverage Mm -hmm. it's also an incredibly sponsor friendly sport so we're getting a lot of people coming to us wanting to partner with us which is a great problem Mm. Um, so it's really getting the keeping the club growing but also making sure that all of the boys and girls who are coming in at the younger ages are getting the quality of coaching that the likes of Adrian and other kids have gotten so that's really the challenge is find coaches and facilities to keep this growth going Mm
3: -hmm. and you mentioned sponsors as well, Tradehouse Central, fantastic sponsor to you over the years. Emporium now uh, coming in—it's—it's it, it's fantastic for the club.
0: It, it is super, and they've been great partners down through the years. And it's good for them that we you know with the growth from Trade House Central to Mabel Lane and Carrigaline, their vision clicks with our vision perfectly. Of mm. expand across the south side, so they've yeah, they've been great great supporters. They we you know we need them to keep the show on the road. Yeah. And, yeah, Emporium Cork Basketball, as I say, it it just fits for both of us, both organisations right now.
3: Um, All the games are being streamed this year on Basketball Ireland TV, which is, I suppose, um, fantastic to help the exposure of the sport and get into
0: more homes and more eyeballs on the sport. That's right, yeah. It's a a supervision. We have a a new CEO, John Feehan, in in Basketball Ireland, and this has been Mm -hmm. his vision um, with his experience with the British and Irish Lions and everything. And it is fantastic. We are seeing in our viewer numbers, as many people viewing it online, as live, um, and so yeah, it's just drawing more and more people into the game. We're seeing kind of watch parties later in the week to look at a new game, etc. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a very novel and innovative way of getting the sport to more people.
3: And Adrian, I suppose that's handy as well, free for scouting opposition stuff like that, being able to watch all the matches on the yeah,
16: league. yeah. that's it look at the, the league is uh, the league is growing, um, and to have the stream there and all the and for, on top of scouting purposes just for us to see other t- other teams play other players play and it's a, it is a great system to have in place um, and I think it's going to help the game grow and that's that's what needs to happen
3: and obviously you'd, um, you'd recommend kids to take up basketball and even older people teenagers even young adults to come in and take up the game and give it a go
16: yeah oh yeah big time big time I mean I, it's it's, uh, it's easy for me to say just go and pick up the ball and play but mm. look I've, I've a lot of other friends that uh, that play other sports as their main sport and they join in in basketball and number one looking outside right now it probably is easier (laughs) to say pick up a ball Uh, but yeah look for the winter months when you're when you're not playing your football maybe a little bit of rugby it's great for hand-eye coordination yeah Um, yeah, and it's just it's a free-flowing game Uh, you know subs can run on and off you Mm -hmm. know good day or bad day when you are taken off you're put back on Uh, so I do think that matters to to younger people as well Uh, so yeah definitely a great opportunity there for for people who are interested And you'd obviously welcome everyone to come down and give it a go down there
0: yeah, like one of the unique things about about basketball is we've all played it. Even I, even I gave it a shot like, in PE in, in yeah, secondary yeah, school. Yeah. So there's no fear for someone to go in. We've all touched a basketball, and so absolutely uh, people can go onto our website and just find training times. There's literally all levels from five to fifty-five, from super league just to social. Mm. You know, anyone can who wants to kind of belong to, to the tribe, Ken. Mm-hmm.
3: Lads, it's been a pleasure having you in here. Um, very best of luck for the season ahead, and I've no doubt we'll be talking to you uh, before the end of the year.
1: That's great, Roy. Thanks, thanks, me thanks Roy. In. Great stuff there. Uh, Balancholic Basketball, of course. Now, Emporium Basketball Cork and the very best of luck to them for the rest of the season. That is it. We're out of time. If you missed anything, you can catch the podcast, the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie or all your uh, podcast platforms. I'll throw it up there after I get off of air. Um, green on Red is on the way next.
0: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.